Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Like uh, Brother Carlos said earlier, our pastors, our fearless leaders, are out celebrating their covenant of 14 years. They're celebrating 14 years being married. Yeah, go ahead and give God praise for that. Marriage is hard work. If you haven't seen, exactly, hard work. If y'all ain't seen the commercial for the uh, marriage boot camp, it's hard work, hard work. Amen. Uh, (laughs) Relationships are hard work in general, period. Sorry. For you note takers out there, it's called growth, meeting the challenge. Meeting the challenge of growth. Now, the challenge of growth, well, I guess I'll start with this. So natural growth doesn't take effort. For instance, I stand about five foot six. It, didn't, it, it wasn't hard work for me to get to five foot six because growth, ta- growth naturally happens, right? But when it comes to spiritual growth, becoming spiritually mature, you have to be intentional about it. Somebody say intentional. You know, for you guys that have been here, I guess for the last maybe two years or so, pastor's been really driving it home about being intentional, being intentional about everything in your life, every area. The things of God don't happen naturally. You have to aggressively pursue them. Amen? Y'all awake this morning? Okay. So, you know what? It's a good thing to pray. Let's pray before we get started. Jesus, we love you. We love you so much, God, and we will never stop pursuing you, Lord. Father, we thank you for your nearness in this place, Lord God. We thank you for, for, being, for, for being with us, for being Emmanuel, God with us, Lord God. And Father, I thank you for open eyes, ears, minds, and hearts this morning, Lord, that are able to receive the engrafted word of God that is able to save our souls this morning, Lord. Father, I pray that you would come upon me, Holy Spirit, for a service this morning, Lord. Help me to articulate your word clearly, Lord God, and to convey your heart accurately this morning, Lord. Father, we thank you for the word that you're going to uh, deposit in our hearts this morning, Lord, and we'll give you glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So growth, meeting the challenge. Um, one of the biggest oppositions to growth is comfort. Is comfort. And how I'm going to go about breaking this down, I don't plan on being before you long this morning. Uh, one of the biggest uh, oppositions to growth is comfort. And I'm going to name three areas which we get comfortable in, okay? First one is situations. We get comfortable in our situations. Um, whether they just happen because of life, you know, life brings about its own challenges, or they're, whether they're be self-inflicted, maybe we made some poor decisions and we ended up in a bad situation, we get comfortable in the discomfort of that situation. You understand what I'm saying? For instance, you know, you can get comfortable, comfortable in a relationship with somebody disrespecting you. That's, that's, you know, and it's funny, I see it time and time again. People get comfortable with people with being disrespected. They don't like being disrespected, but they've grown accustomed to it. You get what I'm saying? There's people in relationships that we tend to outgrow sometimes in life, but because we're so comfortable with the familiar, we'll stay in that toxic situation. You know what I'm saying? I saw a meme, and it was more about survival because it's saying people have been in relationships that have been de- over for years trying to make rent. You know what I'm saying? The rent prices is high out here. So they, they stay in a relationship just to keep a roof over their head. The relationship being gone, dead. No resurrection. Amen? 
So situations, it says, whether they be gener excuse me, generational or self-inflicted circumstances, we can grow accustomed to the less than desirable situations we find ourselves in. Second thing we get comfortable in is excuses. I should have a big amen on that. That's, that's me included, okay? Here's what you want to write down. We'll take note of this. Comfort breeds complacency. Comfort breeds complacency. Complacency incubates excuses, and excuses enable the lies we tell ourselves. I'll say that again. Comfort breeds complacency. Complacency incubates excuses, and excuses enable the lies we tell ourselves. Amen. <laughs> excuses fortify the illusion of being powerless. Was anybody here with us when we did the Keep Your Love On series? Anybody? Okay. So Keep Your Love On was a, a series that was done by Danny Silk, uh, awesome teacher of the word of God, kind of dry eyes voice, and you know. But uh, he was talking about powerful people. Everybody's a powerful person. No one has power over anyone else. We all have our own power. And we can relinquish our power or we can refuse to use or exercise our own power, but no one has power over us. So excuses, like I said before, excuses fortify the lie that we are powerless. Everyone has their own power. And when he was talking about that power pertaining to keeping your love on or walking in love, he was saying, at the end of the day, you still have an, a, a decision to make. At the end of the day, you still have a choice. Whether you're going to use the excuse of, quote, unquote, being powerless when you're really a powerful person and you can be, use your power to remain and stay in love with relationships that are around you, you still have a decision to make at the end of the day. Amen? So that's excuses. There's nothing wrong with acknowledging the fact of where you are, but you're still left with a decision to make. And one of the questions, he says, so what are you going to do with it? He had recommended that when someone basically has refused to use their own power to be a powerful person, he said, put the power back in their hands to where you say, well, what are you going to do about that? You understand what I'm saying? Oh, well, this and this is happening. Okay, so what are you going to do about that? Amen? Moving on. Am I going too fast? Is, is this going too fast? Okay. <laughs> the last one I want to talk about as far as comfortable, we get comfortable in our achievements and past successes. Achievements and past successes. Even when we have accepted the challenge to grow, we develop a mindset of arrival rather than advancement. The only way to keep the ground you've, take, you've taken is to take more ground. The only way to gain more ground is to keep, take more, and the only way to keep, excuse me, the only way to keep the ground you've gained is to take more ground. If you ask him if you've ever talked or been in recovery, you talk to someone, what you did to get free, you have to do, continue to do to stay free. Amen? So once you've gotten to the point where there's no longer a desire for it, doesn't mean that desire won't come back again. You guys, okay? it's okay to talk back this morning. You know, wave your hand, say amen, shake your hanky. You can do that this morning, all right? Okay? We don't realize just how comfortable we are until we're challenged to do more serving, tithing, giving, et cetera. We got phase two going on, you guys. And yeah, it's exciting. Somebody was one person that was excited about it. 
But you know what? Growth is not comfortable. I know I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. Is But you know what? It's for the kingdom. It's not about us. Growth at the end of the day is not about us. Even though it does have everything to do with us, whether we respond to God's challenge to grow us and what he uses to grow us, it's not about us. Somebody else's life is depending on your growth. Somebody else's, de- somebody else's destiny is dependent on whether or not you decide to mature. That's the kingdom. There are no solo Christians. There are no solo, solo uh, walks. There's no, there's, no, there's no isolation in the kingdom. Not, we weren't created to be alone. We were created for community. Amen? Okay, so we can just recap. The three things we get comfortable with, I just put them in three categories. The situations, excuses, and achievements and past successes. You know, um, growth requires sacrifice a lot of times. Um, and self-sacrifice is entry-level Christianity, just in case you didn't know. Amen. It's real quiet this morning. Y'all all right? Okay. <laughs> okay, so how do we meet the challenge? I got three points if you want to go make the little bullet points before. So uh, turn your Bibles with me to Romans 12 to Amplified Version. Romans 12 to. This is a mouthful, so let's, let's read it together. <clears throat> Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs. Whew. But be transformed, changed, by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals and its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. It's a lot, but it's, it's good right there, right? So number, first one is renewing your mind. How do we meet the challenge? Number one is renewing your mind. Renewing your mind. <clears throat> so what's usually the biggest selling point of any product in, in, on the market right now? Anybody? You can yell out. No, no, no takers? Okay. Convenience. Convenience. God calls us to live a life of conviction, not convenience. Renew, talking about renewing your mind. We don't do things like the world does. And a lot of times, you know, and also it's renewing your mind, staying in the word of God. And a lot of times what happens is we get lackadaisical in our walk with the Lord and we stop reading truth. We stop, we stop making time to put truth into our hearts to where the world, this culture starts to kind of intertwine with it because we're exposed to it day in and day out. That's why we got to keep filling ourselves up with the word of God, with the word of truth. Amen. But the culture starts to creep in before you know what your theology is tainted. You start taking on uh, other people's heathenistic theology, which has no truth in it whatsoever. And you start adapting to and start trying to mix it in. And it happens subtly because before you know it, things that weren't okay before become okay with you. You understand what I'm saying? And the thing is this, you're not going to be at square one and then fall back to square 10 next week. It's subtle. It's small. It's little step by step. You start to drift. For those of you guys here that weren't, um, that weren't here on Tuesday night, Raquel brought an awesome word. She talked about an anchor. She talked about the anchor, which is Jesus. And Jesus is the one that holds us and, and keeps us grounded. 
Amen. But when we don't, when we don't have Jesus, when we don't uh, continue to put the word in our heart, Jesus is the word. Amen. We begin to drift, begin to drift away and we never drift in good directions. Amen. Talking about renewing your mind. We must refuse to settle with the culture's overwhelming desire to do what's convenient and comfortable. Amen. We're talking about growth this morning. Philippians 2, 5 says, let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. We need to have the mind of Christ. Renewing your mind, renewing your mind, renewing your mind. Habits, we have to unlearn so we can take on new habits. Amen? Renewing our mind is not God's job, it's ours. Just dropping that for you. Renewing our mind is not God's job, it's ours. Philippians 3, chapter 6, verses 5, verse. Philippians chapter 3, verse 6 through 15 in the NLT. If you got your Bible, go ahead and turn there. And it says, I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church, and as for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Number two, and meeting the challenge is to keep your strive. Keep your strive. Paul, uh, Paul wrote this in Philippians, and in King James Version, he says, I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. You got to keep your strive. Now, Paul, he was, he, he was born from the right tribe. He had all the education. There was a lot of things he did. He penned like two-thirds of the New Testament. And with all those accomplishments and achievements that he, had, he, he did, he still counted them worthless to knowing Jesus. And it wasn't thing that he arrived at. He had the advancement mentality that we need to keep as, uh, as believers. We need to keep the advancement mentality. He was saying, you know what? There's a lot of things that I've done, but I count them all for loss. I count them all as dung. Just that I might know Jesus and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering so that I can be like him. Amen? And that's the ultimate goal. That is the ultimate will of God for the Christian is to become like Jesus. Romans 8.29 says, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. What does that mean? Jesus is the prototype. Jesus is the prototype. He set an example. He's blazed a trail for us, and he's given us grace to walk it out. Amen? Number one was renewing your mind. Number two was keep your strive. Second Peter, Peter, Second Peter 3.18 commands us to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. This happens through the fellowship of suffering. Suffering is not comfortable at all, but once you find it manageable, you're always challenged to go further, draw, deep, draw deeper, and go closer. Amen? Number three is stay in community. Stay in community. Hebrews 10.25. Hebrews 10.25 says, and let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Amen. Yes. Y'all know about not forsaking the assembly because you're here. Amen. There's strength in numbers. Ecclesiastes 4.9 says, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. 
Two people are better than one because they can help each other succeed. We were talking about we're being, we created for community. And pastor's been talking about the orphan spirit. And uh, a lot of times the orphan spirit has been birthed out of offense. And uh, not knowing that, that God has given us the spirit of adoption, wherefore we're able to carry Abba Father. So here it is, we're have, we carry this orphan spirit and we're, we're walking around with a chip on our shoulders a lot of times and don't want to get close to anybody because of uh, past hurts and offenses and stuff like that. But the thing is this, is that as long as you keep yourself in isolation, you're not able to grow. You will not grow. You will not reach your full potential because you're outside of the environment that you were created for. You guys following me? Amen. We were created for one another. We were created for God's glory, and we were created for one another. Amen. I need you. You need me. We'll get there together. Amen. The banana that leaves the bunch is usually the first one to get peeled. The banana that leaves the bunch is usually the first one to get peeled. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I wasn't going to keep you guys long, and I'm actually almost done. Um, community. Uh, there's so much There's so much out there that has been said as far as, like, oh, we are, that people use that as an excuse to stay isolated and to develop their homespun theology. And the thing is, this is that as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. We're here to keep each other on track. And the thing is, this is like I was talking about, intentional growth is not easy. It has to be aggressively pursued, especially when it comes to uh, spiritual growth. Amen? Um, <laughs> it's so funny because it seems like anytime I'm asked to preach, a lot of times I know for like a few weeks in advance that I'm, I'm going to be bringing the word on something. And whenever God, something drop, God drops something, my heart seems like <laughs> there's always a challenge that has to deal with what I'm about to preach on. Okay? So here's the scenario. I get a phone call at work from someone that's close to me, someone in my family. Okay? And nobody knows how to push your buttons. <laughs> like family. Amen. Okay? So I get a phone call from this person. And they're yelling. They're yelling at me on the phone. I mean, to the point where I'm in my cubicle at my desk and people are looking like, because they can hear through the phone. So I'm like, oh, Jesus. So, you know what I'm saying? What I wanted to do was break them off a piece of that funk. You know what I'm saying? And be like, hey, check it out. Don't call me up at the workplace talking dumb. This, you know what I'm saying? I, I really wanted to take it there. But you know what? By the grace of God, I was able to keep my cool and hang up on them. Amen. Hey, hey, I didn't say perfection. I said growth, okay? I said growth. Growth. But you know what? As I bring this to a close and someone comes to an instrument that's on the stage. Um, but you know what? It's funny because I was upset. I'm going to be real with you. I was really upset after, the phone, after that phone call. And I remember sitting outside on my break shortly after, and I was just thinking. And as I was decompressing, I remember the Lord saying to me, you know what? The greatest gift that you can give someone is the grace to grow beyond who and where they are right now. Relationships. Relationships are hard work. You know what? And there's no graduating from people. 
We're going to have to deal with people in eternity. And I'm, I, don't, I, don't, I know it sounds funny, but it's, I don't mean to be funny. This is, this is the truth is that you're never going to graduate from people, and people are hard work. And you know why people are in your life? Uh, I think, I don't know if it was a book or a preacher that I heard before. They called them sandpaper people. Sandpaper people to smooth out the rough edges in your life. They help you. And you know how that happens? Friction. Confrontation. People have the misconception that love is not confrontational. Love is very confrontational. People think that love is a pat on the back. And, oh, okay, it's all right. You, you, you know, the participation award. No, love sometimes is a swift kick in the pants like, hey, come on, let's go. Get it together. And I'm so glad that I have people that love me in my life, people that love me in my life. You cannot succeed without other people. This culture is real big on independence. You know, I got here by pulling myself up out of my bootstraps and my, 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 and I, 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 and me, me, me. When you know what? We stand on the shoulders of those that came before us. How can you deny your foundation? You can't deny your foundation. You didn't just rise from obscurity by your lonesome. Come on. The Bible says God sets one down and sets up another. He's the one. He's the one that promotes. We were never supposed to promote ourselves. We're supposed to help each other. We're supposed to lock arms. We're a team. We're not meant to compete against each other. We're meant to come together and make an impact. Amen? The greatest gift you can give someone is the grace to grow beyond who and where they are right now. Since we're all a part of each other's growth, be gracious. And this is a conversation I have to have with myself a lot of times too, is be gracious. And you know what's funny about grace is you never realize how much you use until it's time to give it to somebody else. So I guess it's good to have to give grace because it keeps you mindful of how much you use. I'm speaking from experience, you guys. You know what? Because, there, you know, in, in, in certain people, things, things, some things come easier to certain people than others. You think there's a reason for that? So you can teach other people. You know, we got enough Cain's and Abel's in the house. We got enough kings and Abel's. What we need is more mothers and fathers spiritually in the house of God that are willing to nurture and pour into other people rather than to compare their offering to someone else's. You are not the same. No two people are the same. No two offerings are the same. We're here to complete each other, not to compete in, against one another. Amen? You know what? We need to, we need to ditch the secular... Uh, humanistic view that it's every man for themselves. That's not a kingdom mindset. It's if I win, you win. You got some, I got some. You succeed, we all succeed. It's not about how many numbers this church has against this church over here. No, as long as we're advancing the kingdom and I've got what you lack and you, you have what I lack and we're in communion and fellowship together, Come on, somebody. Bearing one another's burdens. The greatest gift you can give to someone is the grace to grow beyond who and where they are in this season, at this moment. Lord, give us grace. Help us be gracious with others, Lord. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. 
but we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.